1: Hey friends, welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope For Your Life. My name is Brian Fromm. It's so good to have you with us today on a Tuesday evening. As you know, if you're part of this show, one of the things we love to do is to bring on local pastors, local ministry leaders, let you hear about what God's doing uh, in big ways, but also just in the local church, you know, I'm a pastor and that's kind of the heartbeat of this show. And so all of that makes me excited to be joined by Pastor Nate Johnson of Christian Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church. Nate, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Brian. Thank it's, you. Oh, absolutely. It is so good to have you here uh, Tell us, let's get to your story. But first, tell us about your church. Where are you at? Where are you located? Tell us about your church. Christian Fellowship, the Christian Fellowship
2: Missionary Baptist Church, because there's another one. So, Is you, have to really? put, so you have to put the in front of it. That's great. Um, um, we are at 445 West 119th Street. We're in the West Pullman District. Um, it's if you're familiar with Roseland, mm-hmm. it's right there, okay. West Pullman, Roseland District. Um, we are, uh, so far as the police district, we're in the 5th District. Gotcha. And we are partners with the 5th District Police Station, uh, Police District. Um, oh, that's great. There are a lot of Christians over there.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Um, that's great. So, well, let me ask you this, because I know off air you and I were talking, and uh, you just became the senior pastor there. I Which did. is... Uh, congratulations, by Thank the way. Uh, okay. Tell me your story. I know we could take hours to tell our stories, but right. as best you can, tell me your story from from what and how you ended up where you are today. Well, um, I'm a baby boomer, mm-hmm. so
2: um, I was spoiled.
0: <laughs>
2: That's funny. I, I was spoiled growing up. The youngest of four. I had three sisters, so I was the only boy. So um very spoiled growing up. But uh um thinking that the world grew up thinking that you know, after I became a young adult that the world owed me something, you mm. know. Uh, like a lot of young adults. Yeah. And yeah. uh and um and so it was all about me my life was so self-centered i got married very young mm. my wife and i we got married at uh 18 um uh, we were pregnant uh when we got married and um uh, and um I thought I knew everything. She was uh, she was eighteen going on on thirty and I was I was eighteen going on about thirteen. There you
1: go. <laughs> that that paints a picture for sure.
2: Right. And uh and so being the self-centered jerk that I was, uh eventually we ended up um uh, being separated. Um we had two two boys. Um they are now um Forty six okay. and forty four, you Okay. Know? Um and uh and so I led a life of uh just uh escaping reality, mm. you know. I didn't want to be married anymore, I didn't mm. want to be a daddy. Mm. Um You know, um, I didn't want to have to go to work every day. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you don't cherish those gifts, you lose them. Mm. And so I eventually lost a job, family, everything. And I God allowed me. I didn't know it then, but he allowed me to have what I thought I wanted. I Mm. wanted a life of drugs and alcohol and partying. And he let me have it. Mm. And boy, did it have me. (laughs) It had me. And eventually, and of course I'm cutting across the field. Sure. But eventually, um, um, after we were separated, um uh, about we got separated about twenty one years old, twenty two, twenty-one or twenty two. Okay. And um <laughs> um sorry about That's that. That's okay. They'll edit it out. That's the beauty. We're separated yep. at twenty one or twenty two. And then uh shortly after that, um not shortly after that. Um, years of, of drug and alcohol abuse. As a matter of fact, I was introduced to crack cocaine Mm. and I, and I always used to say that the devil made that in his own lab, Mm. you know, um, and uh, it definitely took me further than I wanted to go. Okay. I definitely ended up paying more than I was willing to pay. Mm. And um, I was the prodigal son. Mm. And, uh, and so I ended up uh, in front of a judge, and he sentenced me to 12 years in prison for um, for um, uh, aggravated robbery and home invasion. Oh, wow. I, I robbed a drug dealer. Um and uh, and it's funny. I always say I got a year for every dollar that he had, happened to have. He had twelve dollars. Mm. He had twelve dollars in his house, and um, and the judge ended up giving me twelve years. But oh, wow, the good part of that is that. 2 weeks about 2 weeks in that's when I met Jesus mm. about 2 weeks in and so I had to and I had to do half of that time back mm. then you did 50% of your time and um and so for 6 years it was except for uh being in the presence of ladies that all men hate being that's the one number one reason why we hate being locked up no women <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we just want to look you just appreciate being in the presence of women when you're locked up <laughs> let alone all the other stuff yes <laughs> so um but uh, but i got saved and and it was six of the best years of my adult life hmm. up until that point yeah um as a matter of fact uh I often miss, believe it or not, I miss the quiet times I had with God. And, really? And to, oh, yeah. Ooh. I miss, I miss um, those intimate communions that I had with yeah. Him. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on in the world when you yeah. when you walk outside of prison. Everything is faster. Yeah. I yeah. remember. Um, coming home on the expressway and um and how um how afraid I was because the cars were going so fast. Wow. I hadn't been in a car. Yes, yes. Uh if I was in a car it was moving very slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, I had a, a lot been, changed. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, so and, and that that was just uh you know, I was sort sort of like a um a living parable mm-hmm. of of where I was, you know. Yeah. Um Things uh, just sped up really, really fast. Mm. And um, and so um, I had been writing while I was in prison. I had been writing my wife. We had been separated about 20 years. Wow. And, uh, and I had been writing her. The Lord wanted me to write her. Um, I had a friend that I was locked up with, and he was, one of his ministries, he was hooking guys up, guys that had a, a lot of time to do, you know, like 10 years and up. Mm -hmm. He would um, he would uh, hook them up with Christian women on the outside as pen pals. Oh wow! Uh, Yeah. Okay. And 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 so a couple of them, so a couple of guys got married. And so we would go on what what you call lockdowns. We'd go on lockdowns where someone would get stabbed or something like sure. that. literally. Okay. And so okay. they would lock the whole penitentiary down, and then they had to search everything, and that would take like thirty to forty-five days, yep. depends on how many inmates we had at the time. And um, and so we go on those lockdowns. So after you come off lockdown, a lot of things uh, took place. You yeah. know. So I yeah. found out a couple of my buddies got married, and I was like, what? Ha, 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 ha. How did you get married? You've been locked up ten years, yeah. and so they told me about this ministry that uh that my other buddy had, and I was angry with him because he didn't <laughs> he didn't tell me about it. I was For like, sure. I want a wife too, you know <laughs> and and uh and after I had that conversation with him, I remember walking back to my unit, and the Holy Spirit grabbed a hold of me and said, "You are still married oh wow, I don't care how many years you've been separated mm. and I argue with God for about two or three days and hmm. he was telling me to write her and I was like no I don't want to write her what if she says yes I don't <laughs> want her to say yes and um and so I eventually submitted and I wrote her and guess what she said yes wow yes I would like to try to reconcile wow and um and immediately the enemy got busy trying to attack her. She wasn't, she wasn't, she was a church corps okay. only. Okay. She wasn't really born again. She was a church core. She had a boyfriend for those 19, 20 years that I was separated from her. She Whoa. had a boyfriend in her, in her life. Okay. Um, and he wasn't a believer. And so God had to undo all of that stuff mm-hmm. He had to undo all of that stuff and uh and so, when I got out of prison in August of two thousand um and I got home, she was there at my mother's house <laughs> wow <laughs> and and I was actually really kind of still not sure, you know, about yeah. her. I was yeah. still not sure because I wanted to. I thought I wanted to marry CC Wine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> My heart was broke
2: when I found out she was already married. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so. Um, so God had to undo a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. uh and eventually we went to marriage counseling. Uh, eventually um I led her to the Lord. I mean, where she it was a progressive thing. Where we'd have Bible studies where she a uh, little by little began to understand what salvation, the salvation mm-hmm. God is mm-hmm. offering through Jesus Christ. And um and she accepted Jesus Christ and uh and, um, and, man, um, the enemy has been fighting us tooth and nail. <laughs> uh, he, he hates that testimony. Yes. He hates that testimony, but uh, but we have been back together now for 25 years. I Praise guess. God. Yeah. Praise God. What an a unbelievable. A total, total of 46 years.
1: What an unbelievable story. Uh, yeah. We're going to keep you. Yeah. So we're going to keep you, and we're going to take a quick break, because I want to hear about how that unbelievable story, mm-hmm. and now you're a pastor yeah. and what's going on in your church. Uh. So yeah. you're back together. Other with your wife or this uh, how do you end up a pastor? well that is a long
2: story because <laughs> things got darker before they got better okay I wish I could tell you uh, that we lived happily ever after sure. um, but that's not the story. The story is is that my wife was a very young Christian um, and I was um I knew enough to be dangerous. As a Christian, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, but one of the things I knew um, that I knew was going on was that um, she didn't know how to live according to the Word yet. Okay. And so, whenever we ran into an obstacle, and I would pull out my Bible, I got a lot of resistance from her mm-hmm. because she would say things like, "That's an ancient book. I need, oh, uh, I, I, need gotcha. I need, I need gotcha. you to, I need you to." Um, I need you to uh, come to come around. This is 2000. I forgot what year it was. 2000, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I need you to come around. And I knew that I was in trouble. I, I felt like I was in trouble. I thought I was making a. I thought I had made the wrong decision. Did I hear God right? Should I be back in this relationship? And I wrestled with that for a while. And. Um, I, I wanted to go to school. I was actually actually um a student at Moody Bible Institute. Were you really? Okay. Yeah, uh at the time. And uh and I was taking the adult courses, so okay. I was going at nighttime. And um and so working was very, very important and um and I needed to bring in some income but I also felt like God wanted me to go to school. Yeah. And my wife was like, you need two jobs. <laughs> so she wasn't on board for the school. I can thing. Tell. Yes, she wasn't yes. on board for the school thing, this whole ministry thing. She wasn't on board. She's OK about going to Bible study. She was OK about going to prayer. Me going, me going to Bible study, me going to prayer. Yes. She was OK about us going to church together on Sunday. But so far as me um, going into full time ministry and things like that, she was not. Yeah, she's not OK with that. And so uh, eventually I let the enemy whisper in my ear that this was the wrong thing. And eventually I relapsed. Oh, okay. yeah. I relapsed on cocaine. Um, and I, like I said, I wish I could tell you that it was a, uh, f- you know, it was a fairy tale uh, story, but it wasn't. It got things got darker, much darker. Gotcha. Um, she had to grow up. Mm. That's the only that's the other thing. The good side of it. She had to grow up as a Christian because mm. here she had uh, just what she thought I was. Yeah. A person that only had jailhouse religion. Mm. That's what she thought in the beginning. And I proved it to her. That's what she thought. I proved mm. it to her that I only had jailhouse religion. So um, it took years of me struggling, I never left the church, but it took years of me struggling. I even got excommunicated really? from my church, yeah okay. because i was I was teaching uh, the new the new um new discipleship class, and so I was teaching that, You're so i had to- it. yeah okay. I had to step down from that um and uh and then I was in and out of treatment centers eventually they were like, you know. If you if you don't make it this time, (laughs) we're going to have to excommunicate you. Gotcha. gotcha. I didn't agree with it because um, they were using First Corinthians chapter five. Okay. And the guy in First Corinthians chapter five wasn't trying to get help. Mm. I was. I I gotcha. But I understood their position. Mm hmm. And uh was this
1: the same church that you're No, this yet?
2: no, this different is not church. the same church. Okay. It's a different okay. church. However, this that, that that was my first church when I, I got, got out you. of prison. Um they are very very supportive of me. We we're, we're, we love each other and everything but it's something that that we went through yeah. because of decisions that I made. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I found out later that I was suffering from depression. Actually, uh, all those times I was lying, telling people I was depressed, I actually really was. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I was medicating myself. Yeah, sure. So, sure. Um, so it took you know um, trial and error. You know, God taking us through some things. Uh, she had to grow up fast as a Christian. Uh, because I was I was out there doing stupid things, mm-hmm. losing jobs and all types of things that addicts do. Yes. Uh, stealing all kinds of things. Um, and so um, so she was going through that on that roller coaster ride and she finally surrendered. Mm. She finally. Sur- Are you familiar with the book Anger to Intimacy with Garrett, by Gary Smalley? from anger no, to intimacy. But it sounds familiar. Yeah. So, um, one of, you know, part of our marriage counseling over the years was is, is that book. I'm using it now to to counsel people that are oh, married. There now. you go.
0: You're like
1: but, I know it works. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> And uh, and so um one of the things that she learned and one of the things I learned um, is to actually learn how to give our, give your spouse to God. Mm -hmm. You give your spouse to God. And once she realized that she could not change me, you know, um, because, you know, she used to try to beat me up. She used to try to, you know, punish me and treat me like I was a child. I was acting like Mm -hmm. one, you know, but, um, but none of that worked. And when she gave me to God um, and, uh, and just left it there, first of all, I was like, "Where's my wife? Where's that lady that used to beat me up?" Mm,
1: so and, you saw a big difference. Yeah, I okay. saw,
2: and so, and so, um, and so that helped me to, that helped heal, helped to heal me. Yeah. Because, um, I felt like she was, um, on my side. Mm. She's on my side now Yeah, that she realized that, uh, the enemy was trying to destroy me. And before she was helping him mm. and now she's not going to help him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Now she's going to help me. Mm. And so, uh, when you have someone else believing in you, mm. um, That's powerful. and you don't, yeah. You know, it kind of, it kind of, you know, helps motivate you for sure. And so, um, uh, like I said, I never left the word though. I never left the word. I've always loved his word and I never left it. Um, and so, um, I was working as a bill collector in 2013, and I was going to a church called the Bridge Community Church in Displace. Okay. And I was singing at singing on the praise team there. Nice. Uh, that's a wonderful church, wonderful pastor, uh, and praise team over there in Plaines, Illinois. As uh, a matter of fact, one of the reasons why I was uh, attracted to it is because John MacArthur's dad used to pastor that church for real years ago. Wow. And, and so John, I was like, can't be bad. John MacArthur grew (laughs) up here. John MacArthur grew up here. Right. And so, um, so yeah, I fell in love with that church. I still love them over there. And, um, and so I was on the praise team. And so I had met a young man by the name of, uh, Pastor Tyron Laws. Years later, he calls me in 2013. I'm working as a bill collector. And he calls me and he says, uh, he says, uh, I, I've been praying. I'm, he, I'm, I didn't know that he was pastoring at the time. Uh, he's pastoring the Christian fellowship. at the Gotcha. Time. And he goes, the Lord, I, I need some help. And every time I get on my knees to pray and every time the church prays, your name keeps coming up. Your name keeps coming mm. up. And then in 23, he had an offer from Prairie College in Alberta, Canada. To go teach? Yep, to go up there and train pastors. That's great. And now he's the New Testament scholar, a New Testament pastor, a New Testament uh, professor at Prairie College in Alberta, Canada. Well, this story
1: is crazy. We need to get you back to just keep going (laughs) because that is a movie. But right now, what I want people to know is they can connect with you at the Christian Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church. Really fast, a website. Uh, you guys have a website, phone number, whatever at your church. We do have a phone number.
2: Hold on, and we do have an email. Hold on, three one two, two one nine zero six six two. Okay,
1: and. um... They can call you there, and they'll find you there. Nate, it is so good to meet you, man. Your story is inspirational, and uh, I'm really grateful to meet you. Thanks for all you do. Yep. Uh, And for all of you out there, we hope that you join us again tomorrow from 4 until 6 p.m. My name is Brian Fromm. You've been listening to The Common Good. AM 1160, hope for your life.